Hello everyone and you're very welcome to this week's Formula One View with myself, Aidan Rafferty and as always every week we have Michael O'Grady, our Formula One expert. Hello Michael, how are you? Not too bad at all, Aidan. I'm assuming as with everybody else, someone told, someone said it was an amazing weekend race. <laughs> yeah, that's it and uh, for, for once it's true, I know I'm only messing but uh, yeah, very exciting first race and uh, you know, we were saying last weekend, on last week's podcast, how good Leclerc was. But um, I think everyone would have went for uh, Vettel, uh, for um, Verstappen or, or um, Lewis Hamilton to finish first, first and Absolutely. second. But, um, you know, it didn't prove that way. But I think maybe that that's that was kind of good. You know, given how last how last season finished, uh, you know, in the last race, um, I think it just needed that something something different, uh, for this first race of the season. You, you know, just to show, and Leclerc produced the goods, which 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 was great. Uh, very interesting race, though. It was indeed, yeah. Just ahead of that, there for a quick second, um, I did notice that Max Verstappen has signed a seven-year contract with Red Bull. That's totally unheard of, really, in modern times. But look, obviously, they're, they're, they're sticking together in the, <laughs> in the long run, as they say. But back to Bahrain. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, we've all seen testing. We've all seen what's going on. We were very lucky. Uh, the, the Formula One was very lucky, really, I suppose, to be able to test in Bahrain before um, the race opener and all that sort of crack, as they say. But, I mean, qualifying... I think everybody sat there with their mouths open. Charles Leclerc taking the first pole position of the year ahead of Max Verstappen and Carlisle Sainz in a, a, a qualifying session, really, that went down to the wire in fairness. You know, in, in ways, I suppose, we, we should have seen it coming. Um, funny enough, David Coulthard actually predicted, predicted this in advance just before qualifying started, Q1. Um, which was uh, 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 absolutely amazing when you think about it. Maybe he knows something. <laughs> Maybe he knows something that, that we didn't, you know. But it was a blister and benchmark, I have to admit. One minute, 30 seconds, 30 and a half seconds, but we won't go into the fine numbers, as I say. Um, and, and it was the second time, of course, he's been on pole position there, you know. Uh, Verstappen, there was a hair's width against it. It was only 0.12 of a, of a second. And, and That's on the ticks. <laughs> that's very that's very slight and uh, science was right on top of him after that you know whereas uh, I have to admit poor old uh, Checo uh, Verstappen's teammate Perez was in P- P4 and he was a bit behind him but the one thing that did surprise everybody on qualifying was of course the Mercedes yeah. it, it made it to Q3 it was the only Mercedes powered car that made it to Q3 which wasn't good to cipher Mercedes at the minute, and um, they could only manage fifth, which was, you know, very, very, very strange indeed. Nobody saw that one coming along, but you, you can't take it. You can't take it away from Ferrari, really. You know, they they dropped in from they dropped out of the limelight, I suppose, the uh, last year, really, for the last few races, and they were quietly at work, obviously, into what is an absolutely monstrous car. Um. I was laughing as Leclerc went across the, the, the track because other than fact he was shouting, go baby, go baby, we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, by the time he got halfway around, he was humbled because he, he actually said to him he wasn't really totally happy 
um, with the time he had set. I think everybody else was happy with the time he had set. But look, we we won't go there. Uh, you know, we're all very happy, I'm sure. But it is it is unusual. Um, I mean, obviously, Max Verstappen in second place, you can't count him out. And uh, Hamilton, God, they're the third team that was this weekend. The number three team, it was unusual. But um, moving on to the race, uh, something I didn't notice. Um, right at the start, as we're all queuing up before the formation lap, uh, it's a nice little sign there for MSC Cruises. It was an advertisement. I <laughs> Has Michael Schumacher started the cruise line? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And of course, it would have been. It would have been. Uh, you know, if there was a good photographer there, it would have made a good one. You had you had either Max Verstappen or uh, Lewis Hamilton going by that advertising board, and uh, you know, get a photo of. Of either or both of them going by, you you know, cruising along on the on the track or something like that. <laughs> yeah, on Michael Schumacher cruises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, um, you you know, take it into account. You you know, as as we said, the qualifying, the qualifying on the Saturday and the race on the Sunday. We we touched on it last week about um, you know with the new rules that that they brought in, but also the new dynamics of the car, how it would affect the timings in. A, the timing for the qualifying on the Saturday and, you know, how it would, how the, the dynamics, how it would go during the race as well. Um, you know, I, I, I just thought like kind of very interesting points to mention um, how, how, how would all that have been affected the, those two aspects of the race? Well, that was, uh, that was very important. Um, these cars are a lot more simplistic shall we say, than, than the last lot of cars. And it was kind of launched on the team very late last year, I have to admit. Um, all hats off to Ross Braun for bringing all this in. He was just told, we need closer race and we need everybody to do, to get at and fighting at each other and all this. And he's, he's managed to do it. But um, the, the new changes haven't suited everybody. They haven't suited Mercedes. Mercedes came into the limelight with this new side pod that no one had seen. And of course, the first thing everyone did is scratch their head and go, oh my God, is this going to absolutely leave us in the dust now? But it seems where the rest of them have got on top of this porpoising issue, i.e. the vibration of the car going up and down at high speeds because, of course, of the new underfloor they're using. And of course, the car is running so low to the ground with so many you know, the front wing, the back wing is really pushing the car down. Mercedes don't seem to have got to the bottom of that one. But yeah. you could say that's the only issue. But I mean, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, highlighted a bit that Mercedes were the only Mercedes power car gone into Q3, which suggests to me the engine may not be up to scratch compared to the Ferrari engine, which was totally different altogether. Just a quick point as well. Um they're using their new drop-in fuel this year, but they're only using 10%. They're, 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 um, they're dropping it in very, very, very easily. Um, the Ferrari supplier seemed to be quite quick to get it there. And it has been mentioned that their fuel is very high quality with the, the 10% that seem to have hit the ground running. Um, I know absolutely nothing about this. So if anyone's listening out there, dial 353-90666 Aiden. Uh, and tell us what the answer is because we don't know. <laughs> or nine 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 because they they they'd be required for the for any accidents that that would happen on the track. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So did you did you find out that maybe it improved or or made the the race and the qualifying more exciting? Did it affect the times? Um, I mean the 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 turning, you know, the steering. Did it if 
like was there any did it improve or disimprove anything no well I think it was absolutely amazing you, you only have to look at where people qualified like you know Mick Schumacher qualified in 12th that is the highest qualification he's ever had um, because they're normally last or second last Haas and the other Haas car I think was 7th um, you know suddenly they've come out of absolutely nowhere with this simplified carriage which does say a lot about I suppose the price of, of of these type of cars. I mean, they are very expensive. Let's face it; they're they're tens of millions. These cars, but I think simplifying the design has given the smaller teams uh, a bit of a help along the way. You know, and I mean, yeah. this great Ferrari resurgence. I mean, they crossed the line. Charles Leclerc crossed the line. The time that was just absolutely staggering. You know, it's amazing to see it. The only thing was. The tires seem to have caused a lot of problem. These new 18-inch tires caused a lot of problem with degradation and wear um, uh, on the the weekend. Basically, uh, you know, you, you've kind of you've you've got a World Championship Cup there. You know, Pirelli making the tires. Pirelli's name's on the cup. Whoever wins, their their name is there. You know, so I mean, there's only one tire manufacturer. So I think it would have been great instead of restricting the tires. Just say. Give them the best tires you possibly can, and and see how we go. Because it's, well, I suppose everyone's getting the same thing, but at the same time, you know, we don't like four or five laps and then everything slows down, which is well, exactly what happened. Looking, looking at it though, um, lo- looking at the conditions, just regarding the the tires there, um, we all know Bahrain is a really hot country, um, yeah. so it would be really hot. So would that have been a contributing factor to to the tires, maybe? You know, not not being as good as probably there will be, like we say, maybe in a European circuit like Silverstone or where, where you know, um, something you know, in a cooler climate. Did um, that have? Yeah, I could see a problem with that. All right. The only thing is, they did run in the evening time under lights, but I mean, all right, okay, yes. Yeah. Still, still very warm in the evening time under yeah. lights compared to some of them, and some of the cars don't like it. And some of the, it does cost more wear on the tires with the hard, the soft tires wearing faster. And this is where there was gambles left, right, and center. Uh, you know, Mercedes like the hard tire. Everybody else like soft to medium tires. Tire choice was was important. But I don't think it was as important as. For speed as much as longevity, I thought. The, the other thing I actually thought as well when I was watching the cars is the new design makes the cars less um, susceptible to this kind of, you know, wake of air that's thrown behind the car in front of it. And I found that the DRS were useful, but um, it wasn't as useful as it was before. People were using it and were getting by with it, but they were practically getting by anyway. So it, it isn't given the the massive slam of speed it used to. It's still giving a bit, but um, it's nice to see that because things like DRS, to me, you shouldn't really need it. The cars should be able to overtake each other, you know. Okay, it's not karting, but, you know, (laughs) the cars should be able to take care of each other. And I was watching replays, actually, uh, at one stage because there was was a few notes, um, uh, I think, Verstappen said his tyres were shot very early, uh, I think it was lap 11 or lap 12, somewhere around there, um, which was uh, a bit surprising. And also, I was looking at replays, because, uh, of course, Lewis came in in lap 11 for tyres. And um, God, my, I have to basically, with the replays, he, he wasn't so much driving the cars, wrestling it. It was just absolutely incredible. No grip on the tyre. 
talking to himself, you know, and he did sound very frustrated. He wasn't the only one. They were all doing it the same. But I mean, 10 laps isn't an awful lot, really, is it? 11 laps before you're, you you have to come in for new tires seems a bit seems a bit crazy, really. With a, 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 you know, a race of 50 something laps seems absolutely insane. But look, that's the way it was on the day. No one was any different. But, you know, so obviously it's either the tires or the downforce of the car that's making the tires. It's probably a combination of the three heat. Uh, tires done a certain way by Pirelli and downforce on the car is um, just leading them to wear out uh, as much as hell, by the way. But then um, I think a significant part of it that everybody loved, <laughs> I think absolutely everybody enjoyed it, was, of course, the, the first round of pit stops was amazing. Um, lap 15. Verstappen and Sainz came in together, you know, both to swap on the soft tyre. So so that was a Ferrari and a, and, a, and a Red Bull in there, second driver and fourth driver, you know, um, straight in. Uh, and they both came out. He obviously couldn't take each other in the pits. Um, and then suddenly the next lap, of course, the Ferrari of Leclerc and the other Red Bull came in for tyres. Um, I was actually quite surprised and fair play to the guys in the pit boxes because they were able to really do some amazing times with those tires and i can tell you they're significantly heavier than they were last year so i mean i i'd have to um i'd have to applaud them on that really to be quite honest with you but then leclerc of course the perez pit came out and of course it was that great dogfight oh i don't think anybody expected it It was absolutely incredible because of course verstappen had gone around so fast on new tires that he came out and he was right on top of Leclerc's gearbox and um, round the out, around the inside into the first corner and took to play. Or so we all thought. We didn't expect the dogfight that was to come up next, of course, because uh, turn one he took it, but Leclerc kept his head down, um, used his back very cleverly and um, managed to get himself in a right great position on turn four to take the position back again. Um, I'm sure Max Verstappen didn't see that coming. Um, you know, he's just out with cold tyres and, um, you know, everyone else is having issues on the cold tyres and suddenly the Ferrari is gone. Um, he didn't see that coming. But then, of course, we had round two on the next lap. We had round two as they were coming around the corner and on lap 17, 18, 18 it would be. And then um, Verstappen overtook um, Leclerc. Leclerc just turned the car, gave him a bit of space, turned the car, set the car up to exactly where he wanted to be. And on turn four, off Leclerc goes again. So obviously turns two, three and four suited Leclerc um, more than Max Verstappen. And then, of course, on, on lap 19, uh, Verstappen tried it again, but had a massive lockup. He basically outbroke himself on that one. He couldn't take the position that time. Um, and the fight did lead, I suppose, to um, a flat spot on the cars. And they can be nasty. They really can be nasty. And he started falling back fairly quickly after that. He was actually on lap 23, I think it was. Um, uh, Verstappen was told to cool his brakes. And between that and flat, i.e. don't be using this hard, between that and the flat stop, I, I think, made him off uh, Leclerc's tail fairly quickly. Really, Of course, that happened again nearly happened again on the second round of pit stops <laughs> to which uh, of course um, Max Verstappen didn't take good on that one because he was very angry on the radio he, he, he came about after catching him again by about three seconds in one lap 
Um, I, I haven't watched the car in front of him. He was told, of course, to go easy on his tyres when he came out, as was everybody else. It actually started with Lewis Hamilton. Um, on lap 12, the team told him, go easy on your tyres till they're up in temperature, first lap slow. And I think everybody was doing it. Now, that said, I don't think I actually heard Ferrari saying that, which was kind of uh, kind of unusual. But um, he came out, cars in straight in front of him. You know, uh, it just didn't help at all. And just Max Verstappen came on the radio and just said, OK, now this is two times I've taken it easy on the outlap and I could have easily been in front. I'm never, ever doing that again. So it's a little interesting statement coming out of there, do you think? <laughs> yeah, it seems all right. And uh, I think, you know, I think it makes for a very interesting season with all these, uh, you, you know, I know you can't really think you can't really say that what happened in Bahrain will happen throughout the throughout the season and the rest of them. But yeah, uh, you, you kind of have to say that the you know with the new rules and the the, the different changes that it does kind of change the dynamic of the season. I mean, um, the, maybe even the quality of the racing. Yes, it does totally, and it does put down. Uh, you know, it, it, they are throwing the gauntlet down there. I mean, I have to admit, out out of everybody, you know. Red Bull and Ferrari seem to be the two teams. That was it. Uh, Mercedes, to be honest with you, if they hadn't have, and we'll come back to, actually, I'll just drop back to that one for a second. As we all know, uh, Gasly's car went on fire. Rate of attrition actually wasn't that bad with these new cars. I was I was very impressed with that. I, I didn't expect it at all. Um, I think it was about lap 46, 47, somewhere around there. His car went on fire, and of course, we had the safety car came out. I think yeah. the two Mercedes hadn't an earthly of getting near any of those teams. Um, otherwise, they were falling back by the new time. I mean, even with even with Leclerc and Verstappen fighting. Now, normally when two cars are dogfighting like that, um, there's always going to be an issue. The guys behind them are going to catch up because they're so busy fighting each other, they can't do their best lap times. But they didn't. They just kept pulling away. They were like a league of their own, I have to admit. you know. And it was just... I think Mercedes didn't expect this coming at all. But another thing that did impress me um, was Ferrari's pit stop, 2.3 seconds. Put that into perspective, that was a second faster, one second faster than Hamilton's um, pit stops. So, I mean, that was... That's that's nearly as fast as yourself and Paul Egan getting home on a Friday evening. Oh, I'm telling you, you know, an extra second and you wouldn't be winning it anyway. That's for sure. Uh, you know, but I, ha- I have to admit, they were so relaxed in the Ferrari garage. Um, they were very calm and that's always a sign. We've got something up our sleeve here, lads. You know, I, I think the Ferrari is just so fast. They didn't seem to be phased at all. Okay. Towards the end of the race, we do know that uh, Max Verstappen was complaining about the heavy steering. He ran in for tyres right before the pit stop came back out again. Of course, uh, Leclerc did the same. And um, there, he was told there was no issue, but the steering was very heavy. And uh, then as he went on, the battery didn't work. And then that was that. Car retired. End of story. So Max was out um, from a very deserved second place. I mean, he was driving the wheels off that car. But he couldn't keep up with the Ferrari. He just couldn't. And Leclerc, I felt like Leclerc wasn't giving 100%. I felt like he was kind of given 95 and kept a little bit in reserve in case Max caught up and started trying to take, overtake him again. Um, because with the 
with the Red Bull, I found they were great for about three or four laps. They were blasting around the track. Then suddenly the time started falling off slightly, whereas the Ferrari, the outlap even was impressive when everyone else was taking it easy. I mean, you know, you've, you've Max Verstappen coming up with hot tyres right up behind you as fast as he can, wanting to get by you, and you come out in cold tyres, and he couldn't actually stay ahead of them. You know, they just seemed to have everything set better. And the team, the cars were just running and running, just running like a top, like clockwork, kept going the whole time. Absolutely no problems. They just felt like they had something ahead of everyone else. And, and of course, it wasn't long after um, when then Checo, his car came along, made a funny noise and turned through 90 degrees and his engine had gone too. So it was a double retirement for Red Bull in the closing stages of the race. It, it was heartbreaking, really, um, yes. to see it, I have to admit, you know, because the two of them had driven a, an amazing race. Now, uh, I don't think anyone complained about a Ferrari one, too. It's been long overdue, um, you know, and no longer will Charles Leclerc be, you know, impressing everyone with Ford's place or, or being just highly regarded, you know. It's t- <laughs> he's jumped up another step, really, now, you know. he's yeah. And he's a nice guy to boot, too. It's nice to see that with these guys, you know. It's nice to see a good guy coming in and... Um, uh, and be in there, you know. I, I think in the race too. I think Hamilton was very, very, very lucky to have got third place. It was more damage limitation rather than anything yeah. else. I have to admit, it was. It just it did they didn't have come out. Oh wow, he was way behind. No one could touch the Ferraris and the Red Bulls on the day. You know, I was, I was sorry. You know, I, I felt like Max deserved to be second. I know he was unhappy about it and all that but I suppose as a racing driver you know you're in that car you're flying around and um, you know the adrenaline's pumping and then suddenly things are going wrong and the team are scrambling trying to find out what it is and it's kind of you know I, I, I'm sure we'd be all unhappy in that situation wouldn't we? That's it and I suppose you know with all of what you just said there in mind um, do you think that maybe you know if there's going to be more aggressive driving, you know, in in the races, is that not like a main ingredient for more crashes throughout the, in races throughout the season? Well, I've actually said that from the word go when I found out about these uh, new rules. I mean, Max Verstappen is a, is an aggressive driver. Uh, he's yeah. he's about he's about as aggressive as a hungry tiger. Um, with a piece of meat in front of him, and you're trying to block him. Um, that's yeah. about how how aggressive Max Verstappen is, and we all know this. Um, he's just like that, and that's his nature, and that's why he won last year. Um, now with the cars all being able to run a lot closer to each other all the time, well, you know, it's very difficult not to do anything wrong. It, it's you know a quick flick of the wrist. Uh, you know, and suddenly the other car beside you has been hit. Uh, you know, as was seen with um, Ocon and Mick Schumacher, poor Mick was highly unlucky, you know, qualified in 12th, hoped to go forwards, and then sort of he was knocked off by Ocon, who went in behind him and tipped the car. And it was basically down to a dreadful start from Sergio Perez, really. He backed Mick Schumacher back slightly, and, and Ocon hit into the back of him. But Ocon was blamed. Um, the stewards did deem him responsible for that um, that spin with uh, uh, Mick Schumacher who thankfully both of them could keep going um, there was no hassle that way but you know it was disappointing Mick managed to get back to 12th but you know yeah. I, I'm sure he's there himself thinking I could have been in the points um, you know yeah. having the two Haas cars the points both of them 
just would have been incredible. Like you know, yeah. it would have been absolutely incredible. But uh, you know, it didn't. It didn't come out, and there was a couple of bumps along the way too. So you're going to race these cars. You're going to try and get past the other guy. Sometimes you're only an inch apart at like you know 260, 270, 280 kilometers per hour. You know, you wouldn't want to sneeze. <laughs> yeah, genius, I tell you. It'll be, it'll be like it'll be like fly, fighting. It'll be like flying fighter jets in the air. Like you know, the, sometimes there could be only millimeters, and you know, a lot of damage could be done very quickly and very easily. But uh, I suppose that brings us on to the next Grand Prix, the Saudi Arabian uh, Grand Prix. Um, another very interesting one. Yeah, well, we we will speak about a bit of controversy with that in a few minutes. But uh, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, yes, this is the second one. Um, the race is, of course, on this Sunday. Uh, I think it's on the six o'clock, um, which is a bit late for a race, if you ask me, considering the practices are at two. But we will go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, last year was his first race. It's uh, 6.1 kilometers. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is the fastest lap at 130.7. I doubt that's going to be beaten with the new cars um, because they aren't, they're not as quick in some ways, but it won't take long, really. It won't take long until that happens, as to say, you know, they, they will get there. It's, it's a very fast circuit. Now, it was mentioned in the last race that Mercedes um, were probably going to be more fancy than the street circuits. Now, that, that is a bit unusual because last year and for every year before that, Mercedes were fancied in the straight, the straight circuits. So, it could be the fact that they're hoping that you know their their issues with the car will be minimalized uh, to a base, or or everyone will be kind of you know normalized and brought together, maybe with a twisty turny circuit. <laughs> I couldn't see that happening. However, you define normal. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, well, average speeds around this track is about two hundred and fifty kilometers per hour. I mean, and that's quicker than Silverstone, which is a very fast track, you know, uh, and Monza as well, which is you know. Monza's often been called the temple of speed, <laughs> you know. So it is, it, it is, the, it's the fastest street circuit ever seen in Formula One. It really is something else, you know. And it's, I mean, corners, it has 27 of them, many of them quick, many of them not really even there, you know. The, the cars will go around them like Are there any dangerous ones, Michael. Oh, there's a few of them. <laughs> There's yeah, a big few of them to be quite honest. Come on. <laughs> There's going to be a bit of war, I reckon, around uh, turn 27, uh, just before the start-finish time, because, of course, you've got the DRS. You've got three DRS zones, one on the start-finish, uh, one on the last arc, you could call it. It's actually turn 25, 26, 27. It's an arc. These guys will be flat out. And uh, a few turns before that, they have another one as well, which is a kind of a, a slight lean to it, kind of, you know, another kind of arc. And that gets to the DRS. So you're going to see guys coming off the back of a high speed straight into a 160 degree turn. That's going to be very interesting, I have to admit. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. The rest of the track really, turn one to turn 12. Um, it's basically like somebody with the shakes has, has drawn a straight line. <laughs> it's all over the place. It really is. It's actually quite reminiscent of Suzuka in places because Suzuka has a, a few hops and turns and bends in places as well. And and it is quite reminiscent of that. But, you know, some of them, like you go around turn 17, you know, 80, 19, 20, 21. They're not turns. They're practically straight for these guys. They'll be flat out on them. There'll be a turn to you and me. Um, 
yeah. but not to these guys. It's nothing at all. Um, so it, it is an interesting track from that that point of view. Now it's only been driven on once um, in the hybrid area last year during COVID, so it's very different um, doing it that. Way. I think you know this year with the new cars and all that. You'd have to say, you'd have to go back to Bahrain and say Ferrari and Red Bull are going to be the ones gunning for the lead in this one. And I'm sure whatever the issue was with that Red Bull car, it may only be a week later, but they've got that sorted. I think the technical difficulties that Mercedes are having are not going to be solved that quickly. I think it's going to be the fourth or fifth race before you see that. And to be honest with you, it could they could be well behind at that stage. Now, you, you can't discount them, but, you know, if you have Ferrari and Red Bull getting first and second for three or four races, it's going to be very hard to pull in back on that. You know, but look, we don't know what's going to happen there. We don't know what's going to happen with that race. And indeed, you know, as we were chatting ourselves about uh, 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 bits and pieces ourselves, Ed, and of course there is the controversy at the minute uh, with Saudi Arabia and the debt penalty and things like that at the minute, which um, is not really helping anybody at the moment, is it? No, this this is it, and it's uh, you know just something we we've seen there uh, just come out in the last kind of half an hour hour, and uh, yeah, it does uh, human rights it rears its head again, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know there are a lot of sponsors again, no more than you know the 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 old Russian thing. Um, you know, there could be a lot of sponsors not happy about all those kind of things as well. So, but uh, it's kind of like we were talking about it off air, and I, I think it's kind of, you know, it's Thursday night now. The qualifying is on Saturday. It might be a bit too late to withdraw from it. I think um, it is. Yeah, invested already in it, and you know, there's all the legal implications around all these kind of things as well, because there's such an amount of money. Um, Invested in in this one race as uh, there is an individual race, but uh, well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, they did drop Russia, and it was you know, it didn't take them too long to do it. Now, I, I do agree with you totally. I think you know, Saudi Arabia, the you, they're there since Tuesday, you know, so I mean, it's it's not going to be dropped that quickly, but I mean, you know. They, they were. It was very critical of of uh, Formula One when they decided last year to go there. Now, now personally, I, I think it was uh, it was a bit of a last minute thing. Well, I put it like that to you because, of course, with COVID, everything was all over the place. You know, oh, we've yeah. a track. Will you race there? Oh, yeah, no problem at all. And perhaps maybe the background wasn't done by somebody, or you just didn't realize. I don't know. But they were very, 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 very critical about us uh, last year and now this 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 problem with Abdullah al-Hawati I think his name is um yeah. you know uh, been given the death sentence for stealing something in a jewelry store which they're saying the CCTV proves he wasn't there and uh, nobody actually saw him there and you know and and, and all the I suppose all, everything that surrounded us like you know the torture in prison to sign a blank document and stuff like that, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, he was put on a death sentence and he was given a reprieve. He was told, no, that won't happen. Because, of course, yeah. Saudi have said that they they won't put anybody um, under the, you know, a- any children, anyone under a certain age, um, uh, give the death sentence. And now it's back again. They brought it back yeah. again. You know, when you think of the thing that, uh, you know, last year, I think they carried out 81 executions in a single day. You can understand yeah. why people are really are really annoyed and, and really given out about this, can't you? 
That's it. But I suppose when you say it, when you when you think of when you when you think of the ranking of the of for what he did, like I mean, whatever it was, and said stealing a piece of jewelry. When you compare that to other worse crimes, I mean, it's. But anyway, that's that that's for another day. But um, you know, it, it seems that there's a lot of things like this and that, that end up affecting. Um, yeah. sport, but uh, you know there is a lot of legal things into it. But uh, you know it just it just affects a, a major sporting event. But that's that's for the legal side of things to <laughs> to work out. But, um, it it makes it makes for a very good uh, it makes for a very good a very good race. But I suppose really going on to like what we do every week is um your thoughts first of all on the on the qualifying uh, and also your thoughts on the main the main event itself. I can see qualifying is definitely going to be this split split between uh, Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz. Ferrari you're in a good place at the minute. They're 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 very very happy. Um, they're very calm. Um, and, you know, we had the big issue with, with Matteo Bonotto last year saying, right, that's it. I want total control of the team or I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. And he got total control of the team. Yeah. And thankfully for him, the first race worked out. But I don't think Ferrari will be looking for the first race to, to, to work out. I think Ferrari will be looking for a lot of races to work out. Charles Leclerc is definitely a brilliant driver. Um, himself and Max Verstappen raced in karting for years. And it was very nip and tuck between the two of them. He is every bit as good, I think, as Max Verstappen. He maybe isn't as aggressive as yeah. Perhaps. Um, I don't think anybody is. But um, even though Max is a lovely fella, he really is a nice guy. The second he gets on a racetrack, I suppose that's with a lot of people in cars, even, you know, yourself. Second you get behind the wheel of a car. But um, I I think Max is going to want this very hard, especially not after winning or after breaking down the last race. I'm going to pick Max Verstappen for pole with Charles Leclerc second and perhaps Carlos Sainz in the second Ferrari third. Not that I'm putting down Checo and the other Red Bull. He's a very good driver. I just think I, I just think Max Max's sheer will, doggedness and determination is going to put him on pole rather than the car being better than the Ferrari. The race itself is going to be a horse of a different colour. Um, Ferrari yeah. were just so calm and composed I'm going to put in Charles Leclerc for the win on this one. I, I think he's got it. And if nothing happens to Max, I think Max is second. It's going to be a, a Ferrari Red Bull 1, 2, 3, 4, basically. Um, yeah. uh, you know, as to who's three and who's four, well, it's between Checo and, and Sainz, really. Is the, the, they're the only two. Perez and Sainz are the only two that can keep up with them. They were just so far ahead. Of everybody in the last race um, in Bahrain, it was just incredible. No one saw it coming. Um, madness and brilliant and fantastic. <laughs> so, how do you um, how do you see this race going for um, for for Lewis Hamilton? Do you think he can um, kind of improve on last week? I mean, I know you just gave your first, second, and third there, but. Um, you know, can, can he feature? Can he feature? Maybe would he be an outside? Better, would you would you put him as a one of the dark horses to maybe if it didn't go in that order that maybe he could sneak in or well if he if it's I don't know I I I can't really again the breakdown they were so lucky and at the very end the safety car they were so lucky a late safety car really really um served them well I have to admit in this one and that one but I mean. 
I don't know. They're seriously off the back foot, really. You know, I mean, Perez was behind them at one stage. And uh, he came up um, with DRS on. Hamilton was in third. And um, he, he overtook the Mercedes. Um, really, it was too easy, is the only yeah. thing I can say to you. It, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I, I don't know if I expected to fight more or I expected the car to be better. It was just too easy. And there was one stage there. I can't remember the car off the top of my head. But it was a Ferrari engine in the car, and Hamilton had had a long time. It took him several laps to get by him um, because the Ferrari was engine was just pulling the whole time, and and he was on DRS, and he was finding it very difficult to keep to get past that car, you know. So I mean, it's it's hard to say. Obviously, I think engine wise this year's game set and match Ferrari. Um, they had the best engine last year. They just couldn't get the car working properly. They definitely have the best engine this year, without a shadow of a doubt. And um, so I don't know. I, I think the Mercedes engine teams will be um, moaning a bit. But no, I, I, I think Hamilton should hope for fifth. If he does better, that's great. But yeah, I can't, see, I can't see it unless someone makes a mistake. That's it. Well, uh, you know, the it makes for another uh, another great race and. Uh, you know, hopefully we we be we be uh, reflecting on what was a uh, hopefully a second fantastic race in a row at the start of uh, what we hope is going to be another a, a great season. So listen, thanks very much, Michael, for doing um, Formula One view with us this week, and we look forward to doing it all again next week. No problems, Aidan. Talk to you then. No problem. Thanks very much, and that was Michael O'Grady, our Formula One expert.